From The Conversation, this is Politics with Michelle Grattan, a podcast where Michelle discusses the issues of the day with The Conversation's politics team. Hi, my name's Amanda Dunn. I'm the Politics and Society Editor for The Conversation, and I'm speaking with Michelle Grattan. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Amanda. Michelle, Finance Minister Katie Gallagher has been under fire in Parliament this week over what she knew about the Brittany Higgins television interview and whether she misled the Senate about what she knew. But no one is emerging from this story unscathed, are they? I think that's right. And I think that the issue is actually cooling now as far as the Parliament's going. The opposition attack on Katie Gallagher, which does hinge on this alleged misleading of Parliament, is petering out. She seemed much more confident today in question time than she was yesterday in her answers. Also, the opposition is on the back foot under the government's attack, which says that by bringing back this matter, it will be discouraging women who've suffered attack and want to make allegations from coming forward and reporting these things. As well, Liberal moderate Andrew Bragg has uh, expressed concerns today about the leak of court documents, and notably these are the private texts between Higgins and her partner David Shiraz, and much of the opposition attack is based on the information in those texts. And uh, the fact that court documents which was supposed to be kept confidential and which do involve someone's private uh, phone exchanges have come out, has been uh, widely criticised and the fact that uh, a, a Liberal moderate is saying that this should be investigated and it's a very bad thing undermines to an extent the Liberals' uh, attack on the government on the issue. So in summary, I think while it's not surprising the Liberals have been pursuing this issue hard in Parliament, I don't think it will be much to their advantage politically. And this saga has been going on for a very long time now, Michelle. How do you think it will play out? Publicly, I think it won't change people's minds. I think that people's views on this whole issue have been settled uh, some time ago and in a way the, the whole political debate has moved on to other issues, cost of living issues especially. But in terms of the saga itself, there is still a lot more to come. There's an ACT inquiry at the moment underway into how the justice system handled the case and that inquiry reports next month. And we've heard evidence from the ACT Director of Public Prosecutions and from the police and uh, they're all grilled pretty rigorously when they were in the witness box. So I think that we will see a good deal of criticism about how things were handled from that inquiry. All right, Michelle, moving on to the voice to parliament. We had the first poll this week which showed that support for the no vote had overtaken the yes vote for the first time. However, a different poll showed that there was still very strong support for yes votes, so the polls are throwing up mixed results. Given all of that, the government is nonetheless in a bit of a danger zone with the referendum, isn't it? How do you think it can get out from here? It is concerned because, of course, uh, if the vote, if the yes vote drifts too much, it really does put 
the case in jeopardy because there's got to be not just a, the overall majority, but a majority of states. It's very difficult to know what the government can do. It can't change the question, that's for sure. Some, including Noel Pearson, are suggesting more emphasis in presentation on the recognition part of the referendum and casting the voice more as the instrument of recognition and that that might reassure people and improve its chances. Some say that uh, the Prime Minister needs to lead this debate more on the front foot, but I think that could be counterproductive. I think people are increasingly worried about their own situation, about these cost of living issues, and they might read the Prime Minister being uh, more and more out there on the referendum as uh, really preoccupied with a a secondary issue in in people's minds compared to these issues that uh, the public are feeling affect them so directly. So it, it is a dilemma for the government. I do think the Yes campaign has to concentrate on the positives and on reassuring doubters, but I don't think there's any uh, magic solution here. It's quite usual for referendums to be an absolute struggle to get through, and I think that this one is no different. And often, of course, the struggle uh, doesn't end in a, a yes vote. So the yes case can only uh, do its best. Yes, and uh, we're still some months away from the referendum as well, of course. Michelle, on the government's hotly debated housing policy, which is about the establishment of the Housing Australia Future Fund, as they're calling it, the government's made some concessions to get crossbench support for the bill, but the Greens are not yet for the turning, are they? This legislation has been uh, pushed back until after the referendum bill goes through the Senate and the debate on the referendum bill, where everyone wants to talk, uh, as they did in the House, will go all this week. So we'll see the housing fund legislation come to a crunch next week, and that's the last week before the Parliament rises uh, for the winter break. So if there's going to be a compromise, and there's still a vast difference, it seems, between the Greens and the government at the moment, but if there's going to be any deal, it'll have to be uh, pretty soon. Or otherwise, uh, if there's going to be a, a vote on this bill it uh, and it goes down, that would be next week. Incidentally, there's been quite a bit of talk in the media about this being a double dissolution bill. I just point out that if it uh, is voted down next week, if there's not a deal, that would be its first defeat. And uh, to be a double dissolution bill at some later point, it would have to be defeated twice with a gap of at least three months. So we're not... uh, talking about it in the short term, qualifying to be a double dissolution bill. All right, Michelle, terrific to talk with you as always. Thanks very much. Thanks, Amanda. Our theme music is by Blue Dot Sessions. You can find more podcasts from The Conversation on our website at theconversation.com. Hi, I'm Misha Ketchell, editor of The Conversation. We work with academic experts to make their work accessible so we can all be better informed. Everything we do is free to read and free to republish. Our only agenda is informing you, but we need your support. Every donation helps ensure quality information is available to everyone. 
Become a donor today. Go to donate.theconversation.com or follow the link in the show notes.